Welcome to O's Corner with your host, Onyi. Hello, hello, beautiful people. Welcome to episode 10 of O's Corner. I am your host, Onyi, and as always, I'm so grateful to be here, to be cultivating this space, to be alive, to just have the opportunity to learn and grow and share with all of you in all the different ways that we do. Thank you so much for listening. Today is the first Friday of the month, so happy first Friday to all of you. And our topic today will be related to metaphysics, spirituality, religion, and any topics related to that overarching category or those overarching categories. And before we get started with our discussion, let us take a moment to ground, take a moment to sit in appreciation, take a moment to acknowledge all of the beings, all of the things that support us, that coexist with us, that co-create with us. First and foremost, I greet and I thank my higher self. And I greet and I thank your higher selves. Thanking all of our higher selves for making the decision to incarnate into this dimension, this realm, this earth, to experience everything that we're experiencing. May we move in the directions of our highest good of our preference, and may we always be who we are. I thank you. Welcoming, acknowledging, and thanking our ancestors, our collective ancestors, our individual ancestors, the ancestors of the lands that we occupy, that we live on, our ancestors going back to the beginning of time. Thank you for the choices you made, everything you did, in order to pave a way for us, in order to reflect to us all the different options for how to exist on this earth. And may we make the decisions that are in alignment with our highest good. And as we heal ourselves, we heal you. And we create a pathway of healing for our future generations. I thank you. Honoring and acknowledging the directions, honoring and acknowledging the elements and elementals, honoring and acknowledging the beings in the plant, mineral and animal kingdoms, thanking everything on earth, everything outside of Earth, everything in this universe, in the multiverse. So grateful for the co-reflection. So grateful that we can look to you, we can look to anything and see ourselves. And I pray that we get to a point where we see ourselves in everything and everyone. We remember that we are all one. We might have our individuated minds and our individuated bodies and our specific experiences But ultimately, we all converge to one. May we remember we are one. May we remember that we are one. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. Ashe. So for today's topic, I want to discuss God. What is God? Who is God? How is God? Where is God? When is God? All the questions in all the ways, in all the languages. You know, it seems like such an expansive, massive question on the one hand. And on the other hand, to me, there feels to be a simplicity with that question. But then because we often focus on the immensity of the question, we can overlook or not see how simple it is. And something that I wrote down after listening to a conversation about spirit, about God, about healing was, 
to expect or to look for God in the extreme or the fantastical and to not see God in the simple, in the subtle within ourselves is to miss out on a lot, is to miss out on God in all of its expressions. And I use the word it's very purposefully because, you know, to me, God spans the full spectrum of identity. Oftentimes, God is referred to as a he or God is referred to as a she. And to me, God is both he, she, they, all of them, (laughs) everything in between. And I think that speaks to, you know, my, my perspective at this point, at least, and who knows if that will change. And I'm certainly not going to act as if I have the end all be all answer when it comes to God. (laughs) I'm just sharing my own perspective. But you know, I see God as all of it. God is everything. To me, God is the all that is. And everything that exists is God. There is nothing that is outside of God. Nothing that is separate from God. It is all connected. And I think that perspective for me is really beautiful and it can be kind of challenging because if God is all of it then you know we have to contend with those things that we don't prefer those things that we can judge as negative as bad as evil and again if God is all of it that is not excluding all of those things as well and that is really difficult for a lot of people to reconcile you know I think I've come to a place of reconciling it to a large degree myself, and I may have my moments where I'm like, but really, is that God? And I have to always come back to this place of, yes, God is all of it. God is all of it. You know, we're the ones that judge anything as good, bad, as evil, as whatever terms we want to use, and that is often very subjective. You know, there might be things that across the board we as human beings can agree upon that, you know, are considered in one category of positive or negative. And, you know, everything in between, you change time periods, you change cultures, you change locations, and that changes the perspective of whether something is deemed one way or the other. So it is quite interesting to consider what is the ultimate good or ultimate bad. And I don't even like to use those words because, again, they are so subjective. And there have been so many things that have been projected onto those terms throughout our society for various reasons and for historical purposes. So I always like to look at things from the positive and negative perspective. And again, being mindful to not classify positive as good or negative as bad but really looking at it from a mechanical standpoint. You know, what is the mechanism? What is the what is the directional, what is the movement? You know, the positive expands, it goes outwards. It uplifts, it enriches. Negative, it segregates, it collapses, it withdraws. So looking at things from that perspective, and again, life contains all of it. 
we see the balance of all of it in everything. You know, to have one, we need the other and vice versa. And it all works in balance with each other. And so for me, looking at God and seeing God as all of it is, again, the perspective that I've been sitting with for some time now, for a couple years, at least a couple years at this point. And, you know, this is definitely a difference from when I was a child. And I, I know I've shared this story before in different platforms in terms of just my relationship with God and that being funneled through primarily a religious framework and specifically through the Christian context. And, you know, something that I was thinking about today that I hadn't even really thought about before was, you know, my relationship with God at the time, you know, if I could really, I guess if I could describe it this way, I think it would be accurate in the sense that perhaps it was a bit transactional. You know, it's like if within the Christian practice that I had as a child, you know, you were expected to accept Jesus into your heart. So that was one step. And that was the only way to get through God. So that was a transaction there. And then in order to stay a Christian, in in addition to being a, quote, good person, it was about witnessing to other individuals who maybe had not accepted Jesus into their hearts. So, okay, let me do that. And, you know, I, on the one hand, I was joyful about it. I did enjoy it. And then on the other hand, I consider the fear of, you know, not being considered a good Christian or the fear and anxiety of maybe other people going to hell, (laughs) you know, as the alternative to accepting Jesus into your heart, a.k.a. having a relationship with God. So again, the transactions of, okay, witnessing to people, almost as if doing these things gave you points. You know, and the, and the more points that you racked up, then the stronger your relationship with God was. And by all means, you know, I'm not saying that that is the way in which Christianity, for those who are practicing it from a place of integrity, from a place of joy and excitement, you know, I don't imagine that that is the case. And I can sit in that recognition more fully now, being able to look at it from a neutral place. But looking at it from, you know, the standpoint of when I was younger and not really understanding the tradition, but just doing what I was told to do, doing what I felt I needed to do in order to, again, avoid that punishment. So it's interesting, the idea of like God as a punisher, which for me is, I mean, I think it's a perspective that many people have when it comes to God from, you know, specifically a Christian framework this idea of God as a vengeful, wrathful, punishing God. But then the juxtaposition of God as a loving, caring, parent (laughs) figure is, is very interesting, you know? And I think for me, just looking back and having this strong connection to, for me, God through the church, through my joy of participating in the different activities of the church, and the community that was established in the congregation that I was part of, that was my relationship with God, or so I thought when I was younger. You know, that institution, that that congregation, and the excitement and energy that I felt 
through those spaces that I associated with those spaces was then what I imagined was my connection to God. And so that puts that put me in a very precarious position because for me, my reflections for any kind of relationship with God came from those environments. It came from my parents and whatever they were experiencing. You know, for me, they were they were Christians. They were strong Christians. So, you know, they therefore they loved God. And therefore, you know, like God was on their side and anything that occurred with them, if it was positive, it was like, thank God, God is looking out for us. God is helping us. And if it was negative or if it was not preferred, then the question became, well, where's God? How come God is not helping? My parents are such strong Christians. You know, we do X, Y, and Z. We go to church all the time. We witness to people. How come God is not helping us? Again, this idea of this transactional relationship, this transactional relationship. And, you know, also for me, and this is a part that I think, you know, I've shared perhaps in an episode before where, you know, my my love and my joy and the connection that I had For me, it was just very internal, was very subtle, and was just a matter of fact. And it was good enough for me until the moment I began comparing my experiences to other people. When I would witness other people during altar calls, you know, having these very emotional, visceral experiences where they were breaking down, where they were just, you know, just having a very expressive experience, I was fascinated by that. But what I did was that, you know, I flipped that around and turned it into this point of comparison to where because I was not having the experiences that they were having, I then planted this idea into my own consciousness that my relationship with God wasn't that strong. I was searching for this feeling this feeling to let me know that I had a connection with God, this feeling to let me know that I was, you know, chosen, I was going to heaven, that I was a good person. And because other people were experiencing that in a way that I thought I wanted to, or that I should be, I immediately went into this place that something's wrong with me. I don't have a connection with God. So it's this interesting, like, tit for tat type of thing. Well, I love God. I have this relationship, so I should feel this way. I have this relationship, so, you know, this stuff should be happening for us or this stuff shouldn't be happening for us. And it's so interesting to come from that perspective as if, you know, God is this very specific, tangible being outside of you, this person, this personification that you have a relationship with that does these things for you if you're a, quote, good person. And I'm actually so grateful that I've moved from that place into where I stand now. And it took a, it took a long time. I mean, it took, again, as a child, because I started to withdraw from myself, withdraw from God, because I imagined I wasn't connected to God. And then I was looking at the experiences that my family was having and the, the challenges that were there. And you know, praying all the time, having people pray for us as we were experiencing what we were experiencing and the situation not getting any better and oftentimes getting worse. It was like, where is God? 
How come you're not taking care of this, God? How come things are so painful, God? We've been such great Christians. Why are you forsaking us, God? Again, because there was not this transaction of let me do this for you, my good children. Then the idea was that, oh, you're, you're not helping us. You've forgotten us. So if you've forgotten us, then why, sh- why should I even do anything? Why should I even do anything? And I got to that point. In addition to seeing what I felt was just, you know, hypocrisy. Hypocrisy and an exclusion and a negation of people that did not have the same belief systems. Like to me, how could this loving God damn people to hell for not believing one set of <laughs> tenets that they either never were exposed to or were that were, were different from what they were raised with? It just didn't seem to make sense for me. This conception of God seemed, it just became more foreign and foreign to me. And at some point, I just kind of walked away from all of it, <laughs> specifically Christianity. And for me, walking away was probably the best thing that I did because I needed to leave and shift that perspective, open myself up to other things to help me come to a recognition that God is all of it, that I was connected to God, that I am connected to God, whether or not I felt the same things that other people were feeling I was connected. I am connected. We are all connected. We are never not connected. We are never not connected. And it was so interesting, you know, being introduced to the tradition that I practice now, Ifa, being introduced through music and dance and different aspects of culture in that sense. It reminded me of the different things that I loved when I was a child and it was like, wow, okay, I'm experiencing this feeling right now, which is similar to the feelings that I had when I was a child, but through a different tradition, through a different conception of God. That is so interesting. Yet, had I maintained the beliefs that I had before, I would have deemed what I was learning as evil, as not God. And it's so interesting to me that we like to box spirituality we like to box god up put put it in a box we like to have ownership of god we like to imagine that god is with us but not with others there's this like competitiveness sometimes this so this competitiveness this ownership this limiting you know we're 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 putting a limitation on god versus recognizing the expansiveness of God. Again, if God is all of it, it's expansive, which in turn helps us to be more expansive. Now, when we look at God from a limited perspective or we limit what and who and how God is, then the reflection of that is we limit ourselves. We limit ourselves, absolutely. Because if we consider the idea that, you know, is within many traditions that, you know, God created us. God created, you know, the earth and the heavens and all the things. So if we are looking at what 
is considered our creator from a limited perspective, then limitation can only create limitation. So then that means we are limited as well. It's, that's, it's a trip, right? Limitation creates limitation, whereas expansiveness can only create expansiveness. All it knows is expansiveness. So what comes from it is expansive. And in my perspective, we are, we are all pieces of God. We are all God. God experiencing itself through our unique expressions. Whatever that looks like. Whatever that looks like. You know, in Ifa, the... There, there are many names for God, actually. And I, I love, I just love African traditions as a whole. And I mean, Ifa comes from West African people, the Yoruba people specifically. But in many African cultures, you know, the names are very significant. The names oftentimes are speaking about circumstances, speaking about character, speaking about traits, speaking about situations, speaking about what an energy came here to do or is doing, is destined to do. So there's so much significance in the names. And when you break down the names and what they mean, it's just really powerful. And one of the names for God is Olodumare, which, you know, God is seen as the supreme creator and Olo meaning the owner or a lord, Du meaning container, pot or womb of existence and mare, meaning to bring forth or manifestation of life. So God being the owner of the womb of existence. And what is the womb? The place where life is cultivated. The place where life is cultivated. And life is all of it. The place where life is cultivated. And there's another word for God, which is Olorun, which is the owner of heaven, so the owner of the spirit realm. And we are all spirits having a physical experience. So within our spirit selves, we are infinite. We are infinite as spirits. And, you know, God being the owner of this infiniteness is infinite. And we are an aspect of God. We are created by God or we are, you know, a fraction of peace of God. And so we are infinite as well. And if we see ourselves, if we see the idea of God from this infinite place, we can see our reflection because everything is a reflection of us. We are a reflection of everything. Then that means that we too are infinite. It's just... For me, it's all about having a perspective that helps you to be more of who you are. So it's not even about right or wrong. You know, again, everything that I've said in this discussion is, you know, take it with a grain of salt. It's my perspective. It's what I've come to, part of it based on my own experience. Um, but I always say take on a perspective, which can change at any moment, <laughs> really. it's You can shift your perspective the next minute after you say it, but take on a perspective, adopt a perspective, act from a perspective that allows you to be more of who you are. So you know what? If you having a very limited conception of God or the all that is or whatever name you choose to call it, if in your perspective, 
limiting that energy will help you be more of who you are, then by all means do that. By all means, limit it. Just have at it. And if for you, seeing God is more expansive helps you to remember the expansiveness of you, take that perspective. I personally choose to see God as all of it. Everything is God. Everything is a reflection of God. From the tiniest bacteria, like Adam, all the different things, to the largest thing that we can even imagine and beyond. God is all of it. God is all of it. And God allows for all of it. God allows for all of it. And it's a matter of what we do with what we have been given based on our destiny, based on what we came here to teach and learn. You know, it's not a matter of, at least that I've learned, and this is a huge shift from when I was a child, because again, I had anger towards God. How could you let this happen to our family? Why are we going through this? All these different things. Blaming God for not stepping in and helping us. And really the work was to see the situation, to learn from the situation, to understand what I was to do with the situation, to see how the situation was helping shape my life, helping me go in the directions that I was going in order to play out whatever I came here to play out. Like that's God. That is God allowing for all of it. You know, we are expressions of God. We are manifestations of God. So then what are the choices that we make given any circumstances that occur? So many different things happen. And in and of themselves, without our judgment, all of those things are neutral. So in what ways do we judge those things? In what ways do we use those things to help us be more of who we are? In what ways do we take action to expand, to grow, to uplift, to heal versus collapsing versus withdrawing versus sinking into negativity? What do we do with what we've been given? The God expressing itself in us through our perspective, is experiencing what we experience, how we experience it. And our work is to be who we are, do what there is for us to do from our own cognition, from our own integrity, from our own perspective, to do that and to be a reflection of that specific experience because that is God. Again, God is all of it in my perspective. It's been interesting going back and actually rereading the Bible from who I am now and the practices that I have adopted now, which for me, again, my main practice is the Ifa tradition. And outside of that, you know, I'm drawn to so many different things, metaphysical, spiritual, all the different things I've definitely explored a, a lot and will continue to explore a lot. But I do have my grounding in this ancestral practice that is part of my lineage. And 
as I'd mentioned before, I took a step away from Christianity um, some time ago. And it was the best thing that I could have done for myself because it allowed me to open up in so many different ways. And I mean, I'm sure there's another version of me that is super very Christian because <laughs> I believe in the multi-dimensionality of life. And there are versions of us that are living out different lives than us um, simultaneously. So there is that version of me. Um, but in this version, you know, I, I did actually start studying the Bible again for a period of time. And that was interesting to really read the text from my perspective now to have, again, the perspective that God is all of it and also the perspective that there are messages in everything. And rather than reading that text from a place of, and I must do this in order to be saved, I must do this in order to be seen as a good Christian, as a good person, reading it from the perspective of, okay, what are the messages within this specific text overall, within this specific phrase, within this specific verse, what messages are there for me? What can I glean from it? In what ways does it align with what I believe or what my perspective is in this moment? In what ways is it showing me something that is helping me in this situation right now, which is how I can look at everything, actually, no matter what it is, no matter who it's coming from. Because I'm in such a place of openness, I've been able to have a different level of appreciation for it a completely different level of appreciation for it. I've been able to have a completely different level of appreciation for Jesus, for Yeshua, for the lessons that he brought to humanity, for what he reflected as he is or as he was, and how that reflection has either been used for positive and expansion and integration or how it's been used or the misunderstanding of it has been used for negative. You know, I see more clearly because I've opened and have taken on a more expansive view of God. You know, my view of God, again, like I said, what perspective can you take on that helps you to be more of who you are? And for me, the expansiveness of God helps me to be more of who I am because it allows me to see that anything and everything around me can expand me. Everything and anything around me is a reflection of God. Anything and everything around me is a tool, is a messenger, is helping me to make whatever decisions that I need to make in order to be more at peace and more in my joy. And for me, that is such a beautiful place to be in. I can't imagine maintaining a perspective of God, of myself, that causes me to restrict myself in ways that don't bring joy, that causes me to not be who I truly am, that causes me to not trust life, that causes me to not trust or know the connectiveness that I have that I'm connected to everything and everyone. I can't even imagine, no matter what tradition that is, I cannot imagine in this place that I am now having that perspective. So I'm really appreciative of every situation that I've gone through 
all the ups and downs, all the questioning, all the frustration, all the anger at God. I'm so grateful for all of it. I needed to go through all of it in order to come to this place now of seeing God as all of it, to see God as me, to see myself as expansive, to see that I'm always connected. I'm never not connected. To see that things that are negative that happen in my life or that are not preferred, I should say, that happen in my life are not because God is not with me, but they happen because I co-create them. I co-create them as the portion of God that I am. And I use them to learn and to grow and expand. God is always expanding. Existence is always expanding. I am always expanding. And to box myself, to box God, to box the all that is, or to try to do it, you can't even do it really. (laughs) To try to do it is to go against the flow of existence, to go against the flow of life, to go against the flow of God, of the all that is, the universe, the multiverse, whatever name we want to call it. So I'm so grateful for every single experience, for all the questions for all the reflections and I am continuing to learn and grow and I look forward to discussions with many more people regarding God, what God is. I think once I start having guests on the podcast for that episode, for the first Friday of the month, that will be one of my questions, probably the first question or the last question. I'm not even sure. (laughs) Like who and what is God to you? And see how people respond because I'm so fascinated and I'm curious and again we are all pieces of the puzzle all of our perspectives are valid all of our perspectives are worthy and it's through learning about each person's perspective that we can continue to chip away at what isn't us so that we are more of who we are and continue to grow and expand so yay (laughs) thank you thank you thank you for listening. Thank you to everything. Thank you to the all that is. Thank you to God. Thank you to Olorum. Thank you to all the names that we know that we have and to all the names that we don't have. Just to everything. The complexity, the simplicity. Thank you. Thanking our ancestors, thanking the directions, thanking the elements and elementals, thanking the beings in the plant, mineral, and animal kingdoms, thanking everything on earth, everything outside of earth for this co-creation, this co-reflection, this coexistence. We are all one, experiencing ourselves as many, but we are all one. We are all in this together, and I'm grateful to be in this together with all of you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. Ashe. Thank you so much for joining me. This is O's Corner. And until next time, be well. You've been listening to O's Corner with your host, Onyi. Want to know more about Onyi? Log on to onyi.love. That's O-N-Y-I dot love. Thanks for listening.